Yeah. Happy happy hour. We're still in arrestment season. Yes. And what better way to celebrate than with Noel Castler? I mean, he knows right? all the stories. All the dirt uh, from the, uh, obviously worked on The Apprentice, comedian extraordinaire. And just the description of the smell of Marjorie Taylor Greene alone, based on his Uber driver friend, yes. is worse than the price of admission, Oof. which is zero. There's some things you can't forget. That is a that is a bargoon. Uh, he do, he he dishes all the best dirt on Trump. And uh, listen, it's only we're only in the first indictment. Yeah. Imagine what what will we're gonna have rolling justice gasms. But have your first one with uh, Noel Kessler. Enjoy. Okay. Um, we, I, I know by popular demand, and let me just say preemptively, no, we can't have him every day. You can't eat ice cream for breakfast every day. We can't have him for free every day. But Noel Kessler is here. <laughs> yeah. Wildly popular comedian extraordinaire. Hey, Noel, welcome. Good morning. Hey, hey, Stephanie. Thanks for having me back. Happy to be here. I, you know, I, well, first of all, it's arrestmas season, as you know. I mean, I, we've, we are between Trump arrests. But uh, I just can I just say of all the fantastic legal and political points you make on Twitter, your tweet, Trump looked like a summer sausage rolled back and forth across a barbershop floor, just made me so happy. Because... <laughs> To do what I can. Because all the people going, oh, he loves this. It's going to be great for him. Oh, my God. All you have to do is look at his face, right? He is humiliated. And I and I am here for every second of it. Exactly. I mean, nobody lives in more self-centered fear than Donald Trump. I mean, that is his overarching characteristic. It always has been. All the bravado, all the machismo hides a very, very scared, very emotionally stunted person who needs to be coddled and sedated and all kinds of things for the big moments in his life, which last Tuesday certainly was. Yeah. What? I mean, I, I know Mary Trump was talking about that, too. He's just terrified. I think uh, Brian Karam, uh, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, looked at the close up of his face and he said, I've never seen this expression on his face. Fear. I, I don't know. Humiliation. I mean, a, a lifetime of karma catching up with him. What, what was your sort of reaction on watching that whole thing? You know, it was all of the above. It reminded, you know, he he was clearly sort of out of it too. You know, yeah, they, they yeah. sort of have to handle him. He doesn't travel well. So spending the night before up in Trump Tower, you know, I think he went on his benzo breakfast kind of routine to keep himself from freaking <laughs> out. But he, he was terrified. You got to understand the guy spent his whole life trying to prevent that from happening. You know, he would have NYPD security guards walking around him in New York City. He, he sort of built this wall around himself that he was untouchable and above the law. And they're telling him he's not anymore. And it, it's it's weighing on him, as we can see. I just love the headlines sporting Trump rages at slovenly Bill Barr. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for saying he'll likely get indicted in classified documents case. I mean, I don't, hard to pick a winner there, but still, I just, he has no self-awareness, does he? None, none whatsoever. And he's, you know, he's got like that, you know, he projects everything, right? His whole image is like, try, he's been trying to like pretend like he's not bald since 1985, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everybody in the world knows you're bald on top, but he's still, he walks around in an illusion, you know, that that's what Trump is. He's sort of like the world's greatest example of self-mythologization and just like no sense of reality and sense of self. Yeah. And, and 
that's why he tries to control everybody around him. That's yeah. why he, you know, he would he would pick like what the outfits were of the women who worked in the White House. You know, he wouldn't let people on his TV show he didn't think were good looking enough. Right, you yeah. know, so seeing Bill Barr bloated and and talking, you know, smack on the Sunday morning shows probably set him off, as everything does. Oh my you know, God. and Bill Barr could not have been a bigger lick spittle yeah. law, you know, rule breaker for Donald Trump. Um. You are a poet, sir, first and foremost. You uh, tweeted, the bloated oaf who now cries like a mottled piece of salty spam he has always been about the weaponization of government wanted to use federal agents to seize voting machines when his diapered ass lost the 2020 election. (laughs) That is, first of all, a (laughs) multi-layered tweet. But secondly, I mean, honestly, to see him or Bill Barr talk about the weaponization of the the DOJ, you're like, "Oh, oh, my God. Right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and that's what's so maddening. I try to put it in like comedic sort of flowery language, but that's the reality. It's like, what are you talking about? You spent four years doing that. You were chanting lock her up as a campaign slogan. And now you're talking about the weaponization of government against you. And and that's always been Trump's game, like beat him to the punch. I'm going to do the thing and then I'm going to accuse you of doing what I just did and hoping enough people get swept up in the sort of fervor I'm creating that they'll go along with it. And that's that's what's falling apart around him. The illusion that Trump had always created was his power, and he sees it slipping away. Well, yeah, even just yesterday's tweet, right? World War III, like he just, you know, like nothing, all the protests and things he's calling for, they're just not happening, right? I mean, that that's the, the emperor finally does have no clothes. There, you hit, you hit your head, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head right there, Stephanie. That's it. His trip downtown, he probably thought like Fifth Avenue was going to be lined on either side right. with MAGA supporters and placards and everything, and it wasn't, and he knows it. He knows there was only 10, you know, 20 people outside of Mar-a-Lago when he left the day before, you know, or a dozen. So, you know, that's what stood between him and justice was this huge group of Americans that he was able to sort of bring to his defense. That's what January 6th was, right? Go fight on behalf of my ego. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it was. He knew he'd lost the election, right? He just wanted to continue to sort of assuage that giant damaged ego. Yeah. yeah well, as you put it, his slurpy boys and comb over cabal of Peckerwood GOP hypocrites <laughs> and country club cocks will, of course, repeat his idiocy and ignore their toothless hordes to take up arms in his defense. Don't fall for it, MAGA. You're being used like the chair Ted Cruz's wife ties him in, ties him to every Friday. Well, that's new information, that part, but Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked to explain that, and they said it's biblical and referred to the Leonard Cohen line and Hallelujah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, the whole New York scene with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, I just thought it was so hilarious. You were so funny about all this. You, um, you said MTG is just pissed that she's a solid two in Scrapple Skank, Georgia, and in New York City she get passed over for a dead rat. <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> but then I don't just you always have some inside information. You said, P.S. A surfer friend of mine drove Marjorie Taylor Greene in his Uber from Mar-a-Lago to a hotel recently and said her breath smelled like a combination of a wetsuit that wasn't rinsed and left in the trunk of a car in July and a milkshake made out of buttermilk and bone broth. Oh, oh God. Oh, true story that is really descriptive. <laughs> oh, 
It's a true story. And the kid texted, he's a guy, he's a grown man. He texted me right after it happened. And he's like, bro, I just dropped off Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know? And he said there was like almost a palpable sense of evil in the car. Like, yeah. I'm not lying. He was like, there was an evil feeling when she got out of my car, just like bad energy, bad yeah. mojo, and that lingering smell that I described. You also said Marjorie Taylor Greene and Carrie Lake were both in Mar-a-Lago uh, last or the other night. Trump always bragged about his two-at-a-time skills. Guess he's applying that to his VP candidates now as well. That's going to be one hell of a Jello wrestling match to pick a winner. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, the, I, the, I'm tempted on the Carrie Lake thing. Just the loser ticket, the sore loser ticket, right? No doubt, and, and you know it's coming. There's a showdown. You know, and Marjorie Taylor Greene herself released a video of her walking into Mar-a-Lago down this long line of people cheering her. And Carrie Lake is obviously more polished and 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 prettier with all the filters applied, but doesn't have the political position, you know, hasn't really held office. So that'll be an interesting uh, cat fight, as it were. I know that's not the most politically correct yes, way to that's record. All right. you, you also said, here's the guy Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene compared to Jesus. Trump spent decades abuse, abusing teenage girls. His cocaine and model parties at the plaza were one of the worst kept secrets in New York. I mean, you know, that was the SNL skit this yeah. weekend, right? It's just him comparing himself to Jesus. It's dear God, right? I mean, if you have to hear it. Oh, and she also said, or Mandela. He's like Jesus or Mandela. Right, or yeah. Mandela, yeah. you know. yeah. Both, both of which, I mean, I have a, a, a rude joke there, but, uh, you know, it's like nobody is more the opposite of Christ, you know, or, 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 or Nelson Mandela than Donald Trump. And he really is a predator. He's a decades long predator. And it was a poorly kept secret. I have friends that he's, you know, done horrible things to. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, one more about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I loved you said it makes me sad that a runt like Marjorie Taylor Greene insults New York City. I've never been to Hog Blossom, Georgia or wherever the F she's from, but I bet her people came through Ellis Island uh, at one time and were damn glad to see New York City. Um, yeah, I mean, just her, well, and it's it also your friend talking about how she smells. That was interesting. Her talking about how New York smells. So, you know, <laughs> ironic. Exactly. It's ironic. It's hypocritic. And it's insulting to all of America. You know, New York City represents something for the world, for America, yeah. for freedom. You know, yeah, it's got it's not in its finest hour, but you don't kick it when it's down. Yeah. You know, it's still the financial capital of this country. You know, it's still it's still a vital cultural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh -oh. multicultural. It's multi-ethnic. Yeah. yeah. And we were saying the opioid crisis in her district is off the charts. So for her to talk about, you know, drugs as if, eh, anyway. Um, by the way, on uh, the uh, uh, Clarence Thomas thing, you said, P.S., these vacations have been going on for 20 years, and we're just now learning about them, in case you're wondering how deeply corporate media has been failing democracy. 500000 a year in vacations for 20 years is $10 million to a SCOTUS. No wonder abortion is now almost illegal. Um, thank you. That, you know, why are we just hearing about this now? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's almost a failure of the press. And that's not to say there haven't been articles written. L.A. Times did one. New York Times did one around 2011, I believe, about some of the gifts he's received. Right. You know, the Bible that he got. He got Frederick Douglass's Bible from the same billionaire Harlan Crow, which was a nineteen thousand dollar gift that he did declare. But the fact that he wasn't declaring the private jet trips, the five hundred thousand dollar summer vacation in Indonesia on a super yacht for 19 years and then these reporters for ProPublica 
broke the story by looking up flight logs, you know, by flying yeah. over there and talking to scuba divers. And it's a massive, massive story, but it's too late. It's been 20 years. It's been 30 years since he's been on the bench, you know? Well, yeah, you said the fact that Clarence would say he enjoyed vacationing in an RV in a Walmart parking lot when in reality he was staying at Top Ridge and chilling on a billionaire super yacht in Bali, in Bali lets you know just how dumb the GOP thinks their audience is and they would not be wrong. Um, but I think the larger point about the media, right, is, is you know, what you were saying that you feel like in some ways we're, you said, I admire and respect many members of the press and mainstream media, but honestly, I feel like we're back where we started in 2015, 2016. Uh, it shouldn't be such a party when we reach the uh, apothesis of Trump's criminality. I mean. Absolutely. It's not election night in America, you know, and that's how it was being covered last Tuesday, right? All the anchors were on a panel starting right. at 8 p.m. and they had the bright set and everyone's giggling and spend an extra half an hour in the makeup chair. And I get why, you know, it's exciting news, but what we're talking about has real world consequences. You know, we're facing democracies like sort of greatest threat and attack in our lifetime, if not in our country's history since the Civil War. So to treat it like this is going to be an exciting, titillating event is, is disingenuous to the American public. And it's, you know, it's cynical and it's profit oriented at the production level of TV networks. And they know it. Yeah. You know, Jeff Zucker ran NBC Entertainment when mm -hmm. I worked for Celebrity Apprentice, right? He then went to CNN and did nonstop Trump coverage for two years during the election. Jeff knows everything I know about Donald Trump. You don't mm -hmm. think, you think me as the, you think I'm the only guy on set who knew how messed up Donald Trump was, who knew that he could barely read? You yeah. know, Jeff Zucker knew that. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't tell people that. He just, you know, played up the hype and then he's you know then he retired and went out to the hamptons to live in his 20 million dollar you know whatever home yeah yeah absolutely comedian extraordinaire ivanka handler uh noel castle is here <laughs> that was your was your job is to handle ivanka trump uh, on yes, the yeah yeah that Tell was me. a lot of fun <laughs> what is and is she as delightful as she would seem to be Absolutely. She's everything you think she is and more, oh, you know, wonderful. just a real peach, a people person, I would call her. <laughs> she seems warm. Yes. Very warm. Very authentic. Yes. Very yeah. Yeah. Seems like any makeup, really kind of a down home, just look you in the eye and shake your hand kind of gal. That's because, you know what, you're a liberal helper. You tweeted, y'all need to leave that nice man who sexually harassed women, whose wife helped fund January 6th, and who takes millions of dollars in free trips from his Nazi-loving billionaire friend alone. He's a Christian, and it's Easter weekend. See, that's that's what's so nice about you, Joel. No. Exactly. Right. I got a big heart, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you do have a big heart. Um, yeah, it, it is uh, the this thing, the uh, Harlan. Well, first of all, you said Clarence is going to have to eat some Harlan Crow. I get it. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. You said Harlan Crow paid uh, $64,850 $64, for his signed copy of Mein Kampf, which is a good argument for a higher inheritance tax since he and his siblings were born into their wealth. His brother, Trammell Jr., is an alleged funder of a human trafficking ring, also uber Christian stuff, right? Oh, my God. I already said on cue, Trump's going to be like, how come I don't have a signed copy of Mein Kampf? Is it too late? You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's funny you actually say that because that's an actual fact of how much it was purchased for. And I looked it up in Der Spiegel, which is a, a German newspaper, mm -hmm. and there was two copies. The auction took place in L.A. 
So he kept one for himself, and somebody else does have the other oh, wow. side copy. Oh God! Oh God! That might well. It was uh, Avana, right? That wrote he kept a copy of Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Absolutely, of Hitler's speeches, I believe, oh. was the book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, and, and and you know that's insane. Yeah. Like you're pretending to be a Christian. The whole movement is America first. This sort of Christian thing, and you're spending sixty five thousand dollars, which admittedly is nothing for a billionaire, but could feed a lot of kids, yeah. right? Could yeah. fund a lot of church groups. Could do a lot of good in the world besides buying a you know a memento from probably the most evil person in history. Yeah, you know, yeah, real, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like he's pretty much the top of the list. To the fact that somebody would collect that stuff is, is not just a red flag. It should freak people out, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. You know? uh, no, I mean, honestly, can you still sometimes, as deep as you're in it, believe that some ridiculous reality show host has, you know, been able to appoint judges that we will be dealing with this effery forever, right? Yeah, for the rest of our lives. Over 200 judges, lifetime appointments. And that guy, you know, that she was just speaking of, Matthew Kaczmarek or whatever, he obviously has some vendetta against women. I've, I read an article about what he and his wife were, like, doing, you know, like, you know, with a Roe v. Wade sort of, like, you know, activism. And you don't need activist judges, right? You don't need this sort of, like, as we discussed in the last segment, Harlan Crow funding all this stuff, right? So there's a lot of money in this sort of institutionalized misogyny yeah. and attacks on women. And it's clearly hypocritical, right? It's yeah. clearly hypocrisy in every way. These guys participate in reproductive freedoms. You know, if one of those senators gets his intern pregnant, she's yeah. probably gonna get an abortion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Donald Trump has certainly paid for abortions, yeah. you know? So it's it's insane. Yeah. And I never thought I'd see it to answer yeah. your question. wonder if that's gonna come out at some point. Because you know that's true. At some point, it probably will. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I knew the story 10, 10 years ago, you know, yeah. the one that was referenced in the indictment last thing. That was not a secret at all. None of this stuff was a secret, is the point I'm trying to make. It's yeah. just powerful people didn't want to tell you the truth because there was more money in keeping quiet. Yeah. Um, by the way, you speaking of just uh, effery on the state level, you tweeted Texas politicians like Governor Abbott and his criminal Texas AG Ken uh, Paxton celebrating Easter by upholding the God-given right to murder people. Most of the folks posing as Christians today would have been the first in line to crucify Christ. And you just said Jesus wouldn't have lasted 10 minutes in Texas. Oh, my God. So true. Right. Long-haired dude in sandals. Middle Eastern looking, it would have been all over. And, and, and you know, that was aimed at, at Ken Paxton and, and Governor Abbott, you know, Ken Paxton being the AG. Yeah. The night before Easter, they're tweeting about how they're going to pardon this guy instantly. A guy who went out and committed murder, who said he was going to on his Facebook page and then did. And I think the underlying message there, since these people killed you know, he killed a white protester who was sympathetic to Black Lives Matter, as did Kyle Rittenhouse. I think the the overarching message is, hey, even the white folks yeah. that side with these woke people will not receive our protections. And, and I'll just say both of those guys the next morning tweeted, he has risen. Happy Easter. Oh, like, yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah. what? You know? Yes. Oh, here is the uh, statement from the bassinet of the 45th that I mentioned earlier. Uh 
slovenly and pathetic Bill Barr, our coward former AG, was on ABC Fake News this weekend making statements that he knows nothing about. He has long since gone from the White House. I wanted him out. Concerning the boxes, hope, continuation of Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 the Mueller witch hunt, and more. While he correctly puts down the NYDA case, he plays up the equally ridiculous boxes hoax where Biden should have the problem, not me. Barr's a weak and angry rhino. Okay, so... Let's break down. First of all, starting with slovenly. Right. He's calling someone else. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There's no <laughs> way that that is in his vocabulary. No way. And he avoids three three syllable words like the plague. I just, but honestly, Bill Barr, who obviously protected him and persecuted his enemies for years, is you know not Trumpy enough now. Right. Who created the Trump hoax, right? The whole Russia, Russia hoax, rather, what Trump would say, right? He would say, it's the Russia hoax, the Russia hoax. That was Trump's tagline, and nobody allowed that to circulate in the American public more than Bill Barr when he sat on the Mueller report, misrepresented it originally, and then we didn't get to see it for six weeks, and the Russia hoax circulated, hoax circulated. So that's typical Trump. He'll use you, and then he'll turn on you. He's yeah. done that to every person in his orbit. What do you think is up speaking on uh, about that uh, with Alan Weisselberg? Weisselberg will not flip on Trump. I know right. people have always been saying yeah. he would flip on him. There is no way. You know, that's, you know, Weisselberg is like a mob accountant. Okay. Yeah. He, he, you know, he, he'd rather deal with six months in Rikers than he would with the boys on Long Island that are going to talk to him if he flips on Trump. He's yeah. not going to flip on Trump. I could be wrong, but I don't ever see that happening. Wow. You know? Wow. Just it really is still uh, some days amazing. It's magical to still be surprised that we have such a criminal mobby president. <laughs> had yeah. of, yes, criminal mobby president. Uh, Karen in Chicago, you're on with Noel. Hello. Hello, good morning. Thank you for taking my call with such a big name on. Right. Noel, thank you so much for validating all of us because we would be thinking that we're the crazy ones, you know, just like with everything going on. Um, but I want to say, you know, if um, Jesus was around, they would be crucifying him because he's too woke. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. And, you know, with everything that we're seeing with um, the judicial system, the legal system, with, you know, how Trump has been treated with all this deference, the weaponization of the courts against women, um, you know, and then seeing this corruption with the conservatives on the Supreme Court, we have got to reach out to voters and really impress upon them. And you guys are my constitutional scholars this morning. What is it going to take for us to take the majority? How big of a majority do we have to have in Congress in order to um, expand the court? Because that is yeah. what we need. Because then all of those lifetime appointments become less of an issue for all of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, right. no, I keep saying that I think one of the silver linings of all this is how activated they are making the young voters. I mean, what's happening with the Tennessee three. And now, Karen, this this these rulings this weekend, women. I mean, if you thought women mm -hmm. were pissed before. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, and listen, I'm just going to say this is a little personal anecdote. I, I'm calling in now late because I was in court with my sister who's being stalked. Right. And basically, this guy lawyered up. My sister goes in there because she's not thinking she needs an attorney. Women, we are not protected 
people of color, we're not protected by yeah. the, the current system. And it really, you know, at the micro level and the person, when you experience it personally, it really does um, enrage. I'm, I'm like, I walked out of there and I was completely enraged. Yeah. I mean, everything, it was like, you have to prove your case. Um, they're not, it's all like she has documented evidence and they told her that it's hearsay. Yeah. Yeah. And they wouldn't accept it. Well, I, I mean, mean and this that's is why, a problem. yeah, it's part of why, you know, don't, I feel like Trump has got to go to jail because there's, yeah. there is like our, our, our faith in our justice system, just down the level, even Karen, uh, you know, that you're talking about and just all the way up to the top. I mean, we do, I, I think people really, really want to feel like we have a system of, you know, of justice where no one is above the law. I mean, what what is your take on, were you surprised that he actually was finally indicted for the first time? Because there's I people was. that were like, oh, nothing's ever going to happen to him. Yeah. Right? I, I was very well, I was very much surprised. Thank you for your kind words, Karen. And, and, and what you said, Stephanie, is absolutely correct. The symbol of justice is a lady with a sword and scales in her hand, right? Mm -hmm. Those scales are meant to be in balance. And now they're they're out of balance, right? Because the bad guys are winning, you know, and they're winning by manipulating the worst instincts in their demographic, a lack of empathy, brutality, misogyny, racism, all these things that were sort of kitchen table, you know, topics, as Raphael Warnock said at the top of your show so brilliantly, they've come, they've become mainstream. That's what MAGA is. It's allowing people to sort of like be public with their racism and their I, brutality. I just read a and, tweet. And it becomes uh, a dynamic that you yeah. have to battle the instincts. It's an instinctual cultural thing. There's nothing wrong with being kind. If somebody is different than you in their lifestyle, that's an opportunity for you to expand your heart, for you to become a better person and to know more than you were born into this life with. But they want to homogenize everything into this myth of sort of white male, you know, Christian fascism. And, and, and that's even illusion because all they're really trying to do is make a buck. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's all yeah. billionaires trying to get a yeah. tax break. They well, don't care about you know. Issues. To your point, no, I read a tweet earlier about someone saying they grew up in the South and they thought racism, they, things had gotten better. But you know, Donald Trump didn't invent racism. He just was saying he's just enabled people to feel like it's okay again. You know, it, it, it's okay to to uh, say all these horrific things because you know everyone feels the same way you do, right? I mean, what's the thing about Trump? Oh, he just says what I'm thinking, right? Exactly. Says people who I'm don't think, right? Exactly. He that's I mean, I grew up with these kids. I'm 52. Right. Yeah. You know, it was always sort of there that the demographic he appeals to are a lot of the people who fled to the suburbs in the 60s and 70s, you know, middle class, working class, often, you know, immigrants themselves, one or two generations removed. And they brought with them a lot of that xenophobia. Right. A lot of that yeah. sort of innate racism. And instead of and, and that happens. Right. And usually cultural stuff you know will will temper that right people yeah. will outgrow that trump came and before trump fox news right fox news really laid the groundwork and then fox came along and said it's okay to be this way get on the trump train and they yeah. did you know? well i was saying in tennessee just naked racism that they just went okay not the white lady but the two black kids you know and and so a majority of national council says it will vote to reinstate uh justin jones and justin pearson but you know you even had the speaker of the house saying oh no no, we're not going to seat them even if you you know reinstate them or they get reelected." i mean Trump has made them just an anti-democracy party on top of everything else, the racism, et cetera, right? 
Right, absolutely. And they also said they would defund those cities if they were to, yeah, you know, infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Infrastructure bills and all this kind of stuff. And Gloria Johnson, Rep Representative Johnson, I've known her for years. We've followed each other on Twitter and stuff. She is down with the cause, right? Yeah. So the fact that they wouldn't expel her too if their real enemy was sort of wokeism is pure hypocrisy because she was more outspoken than they were publicly like yeah. she is like me on twitter with the anti-guns and anti-racism <laughs> so it was clearly like we're sending a message and it's disgusting yeah. you know yeah noel castler is uh, i just can i say a rock star yeah a party he's a party yeah right no we can't keep him he's not a rescue pet <laughs> it's a special treat yes if you're good okay oh you're and listen to his podcast oh it's fantastic it is by the way, you're in time for another statement from the bassinet of the 45th grade. He, he seems to be in a state. Okay. It's all caps. He's in caps lock. You know, I mean. It's the only dangerous. Yeah. The only reason I have these absolutely ridiculous investigations against me headed up by racist lunatics and radical left maniacs is for purposes of election interference. It'll be harder for the Democrats to cheat like they did in 2020. So they're going right to the old Soviet Union playbook using the DOJ, FBI, and others and injustice to interfere with our one sacred elections. We've got to swamp these cheaters and we'll win. Okay, he seems, even for him, a little um, hysterical. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. He's losing it. You know, it's again, yeah. it's self-centered fear. It's all caps tweeting. It's talking about himself. Trump has always only thought about himself. The last thing you want in a leader, right? At, right, right after this show, I'm taking a call with a group of some people that work at the White House, right? Over some talking points mm -hmm. and stuff. It'll be an hour and they'll talk about policy. Yeah. They'll talk about what, how they're doing is affecting Americans and yeah. trying to change and promote progress. Trump tweets about himself in all caps all day. And this is their candidate this is their leading yeah. candidate going into the election Trump, uh, no what is your feeling about what's next i can't tell sometimes from the spasticness of his tweets i'm like is georgia next or is you know the classified documents next well georgia the the grand jury isn't there's a new grand jury being seated in the beginning of may right so we're still a few weeks away from that i think that the documents case has got to be what does it that's got to be the nail in the coffin because that's federal that's doj and that's going to take him out of the game of running for president as far as i see so my thinking is that that shoe is going to drop on him and then it's just going to be how he weasels out of it you know he'll have to endorse desantis or somebody who promises to pardon him you know? Yeah. Well, and and by the way, did you see uh, Anthony Scaramucci said he's going to he's going to claim illness, you know, because yeah. he's already sort of floated that like if a doctor tells you you can't, then maybe you can't. Yeah. Mooch yeah. knows. You know, I know Anthony. And exactly. Trump has all these cards, Trump cards, if you will, in his pocket that he hasn't played yet. He can be like, yep, I have dementia now or I have this or, you know, whatever. They all have cards they can play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I Honor mean, I mean, it will be interesting to see, you know, what, because I, I, I guess we should be happy that the, this party is lashing itself to Trump. I mean, even before what they saw what there was in the indictment, they were defending him. I'm like, man, what are they doing? We're going to do the next two, three indictments, right? It's well said. We should be happy because, you know, it's sort of self-immolation, right? They could have two years ago said, we're done with this guy. Mitt Romney is the future. We're going back to fiscal conservancy, you know, and, and we're just going to get things back to normal. And they would have had a, a, you know, a case. Now they don't. They, they've lashed themselves to this sinking ship of madness. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, by the way, I just this is my favorite big bag of rats. Fight, fight, fight. You're all equally awful. MAGA World feuded on Friday after uh, Trump. It was announced that Trump is going to hire uh, proud Islamophobe and far right flamethrower Laura Loomer for his campaign. Um, so she is now. So she was slammed then immediately by Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. uh, who said uh, Laura Loomer is mentally unstable. <laughs> <laughs> the documented liar. Fight, fight, fight. Big bag of rats. You're all crazy. You're all liars. Okay. Um, she cannot be trusted. She meant, uh, spent months lying about me and attacking me just because I supported Kevin McCarthy for speaker and I refused to endorse her in her last election. Uh, and then Loomer hit back hard. Uh, blah, blah. I Talking about her relationship with Nazi Nick Fuentes. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Don't you feel like just make more popcorn and stand back? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's all you can do because these are like these are crazy folks. They're wild cards and they won't be tamed. And they created a monster in Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's more powerful than Kevin McCarthy at this point in terms of influence in the party. Yeah. And uh, now say again, your friend, the Uber driver that drove her somewhere said she smells like a. Yeah, like bone broth and buttermilk. Yeah. Yeah. And a wetsuit that had been left in the back of the car and it hadn't been rinsed. So if anybody's ever been surfing or, you know, swimming in the ocean and you didn't clean out your bathing suit and you threw it in the laundry room for three days, you know the results. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Oh, speaking of results, COVID test negative. Y'all are good for now. Thank you for breathing on us before that. Paul Poundstone did not give me COVID at the ping pong party. Noel Kessler, you are a delight. And I would love to have you every day. But listen to his podcast. That's how you get more of him. Follow him on the Twitters, and we love you, Noel. Come back anytime. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye-bye.